Chapter Forty Seven of the Penny Quicks. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Penny Quicks by Sabine Baring Gould. Chapter Forty Seven, Edelweiss. Philip could not sleep during the night that followed the expedition to the Oberalp. His mind was occupied with what he had heard. He thought of the poor girl sold by her mother, of her rude apprenticeship, of the risks she had undergone beautiful young attractive he tossed in his bed what would become of her could she stand exposed to the dangers that beset her and not as she half threatened throw herself over what could be done for her she had spoken of the freedom of her life as giving zest to existence but too great freedom may pall it had palled on the girl and she had put up her hands pleading to be fitted with light but strong manacles what a contrast was to be found between his life and hers he had been cramped and hedged about with restrictions she had enjoyed an excess of liberty virtue says aristotle is to be found in a happy medium and not virtue only but the plenitude and manifoldness of life can only unfurl itself in a happy medium between excess of freedom and oppressive restriction philip was and ever had been conscious that his abilities had not been allowed due expansion in the career into which he had been squeezed and this american girl with doubtless splendid capabilities of mind and heart had allowed them to run riot and dissipate their fragrance in untutored independence when she fixed her great dark eyes on him what a thrill passed through him and when she took his hand fire ran up his veins and broke into a blaze in his heart what could he do for her how was it possible for him to assist her to be to her the wise friend she desired if he had made her acquaintance two years ago it would have been another matter he would have thrown himself at her feet metaphorically of course and asked her to take him as her guide protector and friend to tie up her future with his and so each would have contributed something to the other to make up what each lacked then what a different sort of life his would have been his present mode of existence was similar only better in quality to that he had led before one had been a sordid drudgery the present was a gilded drudgery the difference was in the adjective that qualified not in the substance of which the stuff of his life was made up he had now to devote the same attention to figures and technicalities and details as before the figures technicalities details were formerly relative to conveyancing they now concerned linen manufacture such acquaintances as he had formed at nottingham had not been interested in much beyond their business and the acquaintances he had formed at murgatroyd had their interests concentrated on their business art literature science had been to those he knew at nottingham and were to those he knew at murgatroyd names not ideas was life worth living in such surroundings tied to such a routine it is said that man as he gets older fossilizes the currents of his blood choke the arteries veins vessels of heart and brain till like furred water pipes and crusted boilers they can no longer act but was not the life to which he was condemned with its monotony its constraint its isolation from the current of intellectual life a mechanizing of man philip knew that he was losing had lost much of his individuality almost all the spontaneity that had been lodged in him by the creator 
and was growing more and more into a machine like his spinning jennies and steam looms he thought of salome had she many ideas outside the round of ordinary life was she not an ennobled sweeter lodging-housekeeper she had been well educated but her mind did not naturally soar into the ideal world it went up spasmodically like the grasshoppers a little way and was down on its feet again directly she was interested in her baby anxious to have her house neat the cobwebs all away the linen in perfect order all the towels marked and numbered the servants in thorough activity the quotients for the cake and pudding measured in scales not guessed she was devoted to her flowers also he recollected the hyacinths and certainly they had filled his room with fragrance and anticipations of spring but he had sent her to sleep by reading aloud addison's spectator and when he tried shakespeare he found that she had no insight into the characters and accepted the beauties rather than seized on them what philip asked with a tremor what if he had never met salome and had met artemisia then indeed he would have been transported on strong wings out of the world of commonplace and the sound of common talk and the murky atmosphere of vulgar interests into a region where he would have shaken off his half-acquired habits of formality his shyness his cumbrousness and angularity and become light-hearted easy and independent in dreams we sometimes imagine ourselves to be flying we rise from the ground and labor indefatigably with our arms as wings and philip was now dreaming though not asleep fancying that he could part with some of his gravity and by an effort maintain himself in another sphere he had missed his way in life he was never designed to become a piece of clockwork but to enjoy life seize it with both hands and hold it fast and drink the mingled cup to the dregs crowned with roses hitherto he had not suspected that the blood in his arteries was an effervescing wine he had supposed it very still what was to be done for artemisia it would be inhuman not to be reconciled with conscience to turn away to cast her off when she entreated him to be her friend and help her with counsel but how could he assist her a drowning despairing girl cried out for help could he suffer her to sink had he not promised her his assistance i am positively determined said mrs sidebottom next day that we shall go to-morrow to the hospice i want to see it and the dogs and the scenery so i have ordered carriages and what is more we will stay there a day or two then such as like can descend the val tremola and such as like can climb the piso central i have no objection answered salome we must not leave andermatt until we have been over the pass and seen the beauties or terrors of the further side what do you say philip i shall be glad he stood up from the table where are you going philip to miss durham to invite her to join us of course said mrs sidebottom let me see we are eight oh it won't matter one of the girls can sit outside the drivers always walk going uphill so that there will be five in one carriage and five in the other and miss durham will pay her share besides if there is any climbing and excursioning to be done she will pay half of a guide but 
strange caprice in salome she put her hand on philip's arm and said in a low tone no philip no philip looked at her with surprise why should she not wish the american lady to join the party she was her friend she had been so desirous that he and miss durham should conclude peace and now that peace was agreed upon salome said no philip no when he proposed to invite the chicago girl to join them how capricious how unreasonable salome was she forms a wish he hastens to accord it and lo she hangs back and is dissatisfied his aunt's favorite expression fiddlestick ends rose to his lips he was not the man to be turned about by the wayward unreasoned fancies of his wife why not he asked but salome gave him no answer she had formed no motive in her heart for asking him not to invite miss durham she had not considered a reason she reddened to the roots of her hair but neither gave a reason nor repeated her request there lingered all that day a little something a dissonance of mood between philip and salome neither could account for it and neither attempted to account for it he was silent he wandered about the hotel and the grounds with a hope to light on miss durham he did not go into the salle or on the terrace into the reading-room or about the garden searching for her he did not ask the waiters where she was but he looked about wherever he went expecting to see her and when he found her not in the reading-room or salle on the terrace or in the garden he felt that the place was uninteresting and he must perforce go elsewhere salome was gentle as usual spending much time with her baby showing it to those guests who were so gracious as to notice it and smiling with pleasure when it was admired but she was not herself not as happy as she had been hitherto the only jar to her content was her husband's prejudice against artemisia now the jar arose she did not explain to herself how it arose but she wished that philip had not gone so far in his change of sentiment yet with her natural modesty and shrinking from casting blame she reproached herself for grudging to her friend that friendship which she had herself invited philip to bestow the next day was lovely with a cloudless sky and the carriages departed some grumbling ensued and had to be resisted on the part of the drivers because five persons were crammed into one carriage mrs sidebottom pointed out that the driver would walk that was true was the reply but not till hospenthal was reached moreover the horses could not draw more than four up the st gothard road to the hospice there was still snow over a considerable tract however at length the difference was overcome by the promise of a small extra payment two and a half francs extra which threw such energy into the horses and so increased their power of traction that they consented for that price to draw five instead of four persons up the ascent from hospenthal to the hospice in one carriage that in front sat mrs sidebottom janet and the captain and one of the girls the youngest in the other carriage were salome and miss durham philip and the two other labarte girls but philip did not remain long in it at the steep ascent above the little picturesque cluster of houses church and castle that constitute hospenthal he got out and walked the banks were overgrown with alpine rhododendron as flames bursting out of the low olive-green bushes and philip hastened to pick bunches for the ladies 
by a singular chance the best flowers and those best arranged went to miss durham see dere said the driver taking off his hat vat ish dat dat is edelweiss you she he held his dirty brown cap to philip and showed him a tuft of white flowers as though made out of wool philip had never seen the like before are these found here in these mountains jawohl round here up high she the man pointed with his whip to the rocky heights she grow up very high dat flower you give to your loaf loaf jawohl the man winked put his hand to his heart to your loaf shots you understand philip flushed dark he was hot with walking let me have some of that flower you shall have it back no thank you not your hat the man pulled the blossoms out from the dirty ribbon that retained them day is dry but you should she when day fresh philip took the little flowers to the side of the carriage look at these he said the man calls them no i cannot say the name edelweiss said salome i have seen it dried in the shop windows it is rare edelweiss means the noble white flower said miss durham it grows far from human habitation and is much sought after i have never found it myself and never had any fresh picked given to me would you like some asked philip very much indeed answered artemisia if it be possible to get any you shall have it he said then he walked on the fore carriage was stopped and mrs sidebottom was descending with claudine labarte whom she had persuaded to get out with her and pick flowers thus leaving the captain and janet by themselves before long said mrs sidebottom we shall be beyond the line where flowers grow so we must make the best of our opportunity now miss labarte then mrs sidebottom fell back to where philip was and took his arm and pressed it looked up at him humorously and said i have a bit of news to tell you he is going to propose that is why i have got felicity out of the carriage who lambert lambert of course not the driver and to janet have you not seen it coming but perhaps she will not have him fiddlestick ends of course she will don't you see that she likes him and has been drawing him on besides i have sounded her the only difficulty is about salome how can she be a difficulty oh she may think it too soon for them to get married when mrs cusworth died so recently then they can postpone the marriage fiddle-faddle of course not always strike whilst the iron is hot that is edelweiss in your hand is it oh could you manage to find or get a man to find some quite fresh for lambert to present to janet it is the correct thing in the alps the graceful accompaniment of a declaration i will try to get some said philip lambert you see will be too much engaged with janet to go far himself besides he is not able to take great exertion climbing has a deteriorating effect on the trouser knees it makes them baggy you will get him some i will go searching for edelweiss when we reach the hospice said philip to himself he muttered but not for lambert and janet End of chapter 47